0: Hey everybody, Max here. This episode of Anachronismo is a little different. I went on vacation for a couple of weeks, so we didn't have our usual three hosts, three stories episode lined up for you like we usually do. Instead, please enjoy this interview I did with the very knowledgeable and funny Bryce Stratford, who took some time out of his busy Edinburgh festival to talk to me about the history of the drolls, which are a type of 16th century play from when the Puritans outlawed theater. More on that later. We were planning to only talk for about half an hour, but we were having so much fun we went almost triple that. There's a little break at about an hour in when we get up to stretch and get another drink. Don't freak out about it. Jackie and Noel will be back for our usual tricks in two weeks' time. Anyway, have fun, enjoy, and feast your ear minds on some droll knowledge. Disclaimer. Please do not email us about the historical inaccuracies we are sure to make. We are not historians. We are idiots. Anachronismo! Uh, it's going to be a mini this week. Uh, I'm Max here, uh, and with me is Bryce Stratford. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who is a... Um... Oh, Bryce, why don't you introduce yourself? Because you're <laughs> going to do a better job than I could.
1: Uh, I am... <clears throat> actor, director, writer, theatrical adventurer, <laughs> um, and above all, a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you have it. Uh, you heard it here first, probably. Uh, Bryce Stratford, man, <laughs> uh, gentleman of leisure, I assume.
1: Yeah, gentleman. Uh,
0: good. Um, so, uh, yes, Bryce is here in Edinburgh uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, doing a uh, show called—well, several shows, but the one I'm going to talk to him today about is the Drolls. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce, can you can you give us a brief uh, thousand-yard <laughs> overview of what a droll is? With pleasure.
1: So, uh, in 1642, um, in in Britain. Um, the Puritans mm-hmm. took over, and we ended up with, essentially, a religious, fundamentalist uh, government. When, now, uh,
0: Cromwell is big, big... Uh, Cromwell's the big, big guy, Yes, yeah. yeah. he, He's the
1: big name, mm-hmm. but uh, weirdly, interestingly, Cromwell actually came... He came in a little bit later. He wasn't there at the beginning, and bizarrely, Cromwell was was kind of a moderating force you within just, the Puritans.
0: you say he crumbed
1: well. <laughs> he crumbed well. It's a pretty good crumb He crumbed, he crumbed better than any of the other Puritans. Mm-hmm. He was the best. with crumb crom crumb best. But, but Puritan modesty, being what it was. He yeah, he didn't want to make a thing know, of it. Warts and all, he just. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it is. The reference. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Puritans came in, and they made uh, basically everything illegal. Mm-hmm. Christmas. They mm-hmm. made Christmas illegal. Yeah. Is, yeah, we actually have a, 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 a
0: previous episode that deals with uh, Puritan War on Christmas.
1: Awesome! Yeah. That's what our Christmas show is going to be about. Oh, good. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be serving you some papers later. Sweet! Uh, so we'll need some royalties on that. But! Ironically. That reference makes sense uh, because uh, of the state of okay.
1: royalty yeah. within this context. So anachronism <laughs> So theatre amongst other things becomes legal. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously theater didn't just stop happening. Yeah. Uh it, it's like um the like, like the prohibition of alcohol yeah. uh, in America. Uh, all I did was force theater underground. Make it. Make you it did like a
0: password for theater. You did. <laughs> the did. Yeah, uh, the, the government yeah. poisoned theater yeah. so that yeah. people who were trying to drink exactly medical theater would die. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tommy guns everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's really quite mm-hmm. impressive how they got how they managed to modify crossbows for <laughs>
1: Tommy <gun> work. <laughs> yeah, Tom- Tommy bows. Tommy bows. No, um, I'll I'll accept it. you take yeah, it. Okay, I, uh, cool. Yeah, Tommy uh, bows. Yeah. Tommy bows. Uh, no, you, that seems obvious. That seems obvious, mm-hmm. right? That obviously theatre didn't just stop happening. The crazy thing is that all but the most extraordinarily specialist of academic study mm. actively teaches that theatre did stop happening. Uh, it actually it actively teaches that uh, that there was no theatre during the interregnum, it's called. And that then with the restoration, theatre just began again. And that the, the contemporary tradition of performance we've got. Um, evolved from that restoration, mm. but it died out. Yes. So, so we don't have the Shakespearean tradition anymore. Um, yeah, the greatest thing is that that's com- complete nonsense. Total bollocks. So no, you've, you've just
0: wasted my time. Just, <laughs> totally just a bunch of syllables yeah. in a row.
1: A Lo- load of meaningless syllables. Right. Empty empty air. Mm. So, yeah, breathe it in. Would you say it's it sound
0: up. and fury signifying nothing? I
1: would. I bloody would. Mm. Mm. Bloody mm. would, Max. Mm. Um, yeah. Didn't, didn't happen. Now, these have been totally ignored. These things are drolls. So uh, the actors of the age uh, mm-hmm. divide fairly evenly into three categories. There was the... Um, that's a bit of background sound. Uh, yeah, that, uh, a, bit and, yeah a bit of Foley work. Yeah, a bit of Foley work. It's sound of a bottle clinking.
0: Uh, no, actually, this leads quite well into talking about any actor.
1: Any actor. Yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, that's what we call a flawless segue.
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, the actors of the time mm-hmm. divided into three broad categories mm-hmm. very easily there was the uh, the most famous actors the most successful significant actors uh, a lot of them oddly and this isn't spoken about again there's very little actual study done uh, on this one mm-hmm. um, they emigrated uh, a lot went to Holland and they continued performing abroad um, and not in mm-hmm. English yes they travelled and they spoke other languages in olden times mm-hmm. which, which is always way more prevalent than people presume
0: now did they uh, tend to develop new scripts for this did they uh just tend to push Shakespeare right into Dutch, and then hope the puns worked.
1: Well, they were Dutch writers, um, but they also continued um, performing the, the 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 work they had. They mm-hmm. continued with the repertoires they mm-hmm. had. Uh, people learned and dropped things far more quickly um, than than we used to. I mean, within a single year, uh, 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 a high level working actor, the, the level of actor, of who would they would have had to be to. To go abroad would have been would they would have retained fifty odd plays at any one
0: moment. The Oral tradition, like uh, Socrates thought that uh, not engaging with oral tradition uh, directly, rather through written work, would lead to students not keeping it all in their head and allowing those thoughts yeah. to foam in totally. against each other. Yeah,
1: yeah, which fits in with um, with the, the Welsh tradition of the um or of of the great poet storytellers Yeah,
0: and nowadays all of my poetry is right on my phone. I don't, I don't it's need bullshit, to remember it. Right? Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, just. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have it right there, mm-hmm. right there, until that... until it runs out of battery. Uh, ah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, the old tradition would keep me from having to scout out outlets. Constantly. <laughs> right.
1: So that was so that was, that was the, those are the big guys, right? Yeah. Those are big guys. Yeah. Then there was the average actor, the 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 largest group, the second group. Um, it was totally common, totally standard for an actor of the time to have apprenticed in a more traditional craft like mm-hmm. carpentry. Uh, painting, bear baiting, bear baiting. Well, actually, that's a whole interesting other thing. Um, there's a brilliant book called, I think, "The Stage, The Stake, and the Scaffold," which talks specifically about um, how, in the Renaissance, the uh, uh, bear baiting, ec- public execution, and theatre was culturally all pretty well considered the same thing.
0: There's a um, a good, uh, well, a good amount of that in this book I've just read. uh... Uh, Shakespeare's Pub, The History of the George Inn by Pete Brown. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, pretty good. Recommend it. You know,
1: in fact, uh, I, the George Inn is where we held the Owl Scream Awards a few years ago, and we'll be holding them again in September. So, oh, good. Yeah.
0: I know what those are. <laughs> uh, that, that looks very cool. Yeah, and uh, he actually talks about how a monkey with a gun on um, a horse was one of the entertainments.
1: Yeah, and it taught, and actually, that particular one is described in detail how the crowd cheered and laughed and applauded as the monkey was so terrified it pissed itself before getting horribly goreded. One of the things it talks about at length is the weird anthropomorphism mm-hmm. of a lot of the. Um, I mean, we say bear baiting, and everyone people generally presume it's just bears and dogs, but it was. It's also it's essentially a good general panoply of animal abuse, mm-hmm. um, and it's specifically anthropomorphized. It's this weird vicarious. Gladiatorial combat. Um,
0: so the dogs are on little gladiator helmets, yeah, little helmets, yeah. Or oh, like a... rap,
1: doing the, the Russell Crowe thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: they can't get a thumbs up or a thumbs down because they've no <laughs> posters. <laughs> they no <laughs> exactly. <laughs> perhaps, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> perhaps that's why the monkey was the most popular.
1: Yeah, perhaps <laughs> that's why the monkey was the most popular. That's another. That's another T-shirt. Uh,
0: uh, with my blood,
1: with <sighs> sweet. Uh, no more royalties yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where was I? That's. Don't know how we got, yeah. So anyway, that's all. That's interesting stuff. The stage, taking the scaffold. Um, Yeah. So they, and even if they hadn't um, apprenticed in another one, be very standard for them for them to have had a family trade, or at least for people they grew up with, close friends to have some kind of more stable trade, which was Mm -hmm. legal, which they could uh, resort to, revert to, um, and then just continue living their standard, predictable life and death, like whatever. Then, then there's the, the the final. A category of actors and these are the ones who generally are ignored now these are the actors who weren't good enough at acting to go and do that anywhere else but also weren't good enough at anything else to do that instead of acting uh, these are the guys who these are the they probably weren't very good actors at all Robert Cox right Robert Hell. Cox he is the the most famous of all the droll performers he's the one droll performer we have on record named as being the guy um it's his personal collection of drolls which i will get to you know, explain explaining what they are eventually, yeah. eventually. We'll get uh, there. in the next 24 hours uh, within 24 hours i'll probably I mean, I mean well i'll be performing more within 24 hours Please yeah. come on and 10 record a. that yeah. Ten a-,
0: a daring time to yeah. pour milk up your friend's nose
1: crazy thing is we sold out to, uh, this morning and we got a great crowd yeah. the 10am show is that of i
0: was there it was a it was a great show it was um i reminded a bit of the, the old pantomime, to be honest, uh, but... Uh, a lot of the old
1: pantomime. Well, I mean, yeah, the oldest pantomime.
0: Yeah. For our U.S. listeners who have no idea what a pantomime is, it's a uh, British mm. uh, theatrical tradition... Uh, with uh, the sort of a children's theatre there was sort of candy a bunch children, of, like, a, bunch of uh, sort of fairy stories it's a lot are, darker
1: and more sexually charged though than it might yeah. sound to these children there's a lot the yeah. men men dresses. there's like the pantomime dames yes. uh, what, there's, there's always a man dresses as a
0: woman there's
1: always, so the leading man the leading lad mm-hmm. is a woman it was always a woman yeah. and she always wears an incredibly short skirt mm-hmm. so she has legs and ass on display um, and that's for the dads and she slaps her thighs a lot and every time she slaps her thighs she raises her leg quite high. Mm-hmm. And then the um there's always the the dame, the pantomime dame, which mm-hmm. is usually an old, sometimes a fat man dressed up as a woman. Yes. Um giving, weird uh, gender giving... bending thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of giving sage advice, not yeah. really having much or like a subplot of anything, not really an yeah. important thing. And then and then and you shout, um, he's behind you yeah there's always a bit a where buddy. there's someone behind someone there's else. lots of audience interaction yeah because, it's yeah. yeah. in there's oh, look he's behind you oh no he's not oh, yes, he there's loads of that it's really weird to explain and it's also really weird that it doesn't exist like anywhere, anywhere, anywhere else anywhere else yeah
0: I've tried to explain this to people before and failed uh, yeah it's
1: really weird and literally everybody goes up going to Pantomimes yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but so the so the droll is a bit so, so the droll a bit of, from what I saw this morning mm. and you know feel free as you go on to correct and uh, blanch my name uh, mm. was sort of an adaptation of sort of the classic farce one of the um, cool. so
1: yeah the, all the drolls that exist that we have uh, there's approximately thirty mm. and they all survive because this Robert Cox fella mm. um, when he died his personal collection of drolls, um was published yeah. by someone called Francis Kirkman and um they were it was published in two volumes and it was, this overall book was called uh, the wits or sport upon sport now crazy thing about this published in the 17th century since then um in in like in over 350 years or thereabouts it's been published only once and that was in 1932 and that was in America so how did
0: you get your hands on a copy
1: well I, I spent 100 quid I don't know, like hundred and eighty dollars on um on Hundred and twenty five now. Brexit oh, okay. Brexit Yeah 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 so uh so I I spent whatever the hell that was worth on um actually you know I bought it way before Brexit. Oh so, uh, yeah. So I actually so saved a lot of money. Yeah. Wait, how does currency exchange work? It doesn't you matter.
0: You know, we'll, uh, we go we'll go into it on in our sister podcast, Economismo. Um, yeah, but it's a much more boring podcast. But, <laughs> Way more boring. You know, but uh, I've got to tell you, far more inaccurate. <laughs>
1: well, that counts for something. Um, so anyway, I, I got one off of eight books. Like, there's a few knocking about, but but even then, that isn't. I really only got it for the academic introduction because that's essentially the only... That's the closest you can get to having a book on drolls. These things... There's almost no academic study of them at all. There's very, very, very little. And what little there is, is not published work. It's an individual student's PhD. um, From, like, within the last ten years. Like, this is really obscure stuff which nobody has given a shit about for centuries. Um... So to get back to yeah, and even then the actual text itself in this edition was edited it was the nineteen early thirties. So heavily boulderized. Yeah, so.
0: bol, 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 bol,
1: Bo- boulderized Bold 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 Baldric. Bull bald, Baldric
0: Bloodhammer.
1: Bald, baldric Bloodhammer.
0: Ah, King of the
1: Dwarves.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but what were we talking about? <laughs> um. I
1: don't know. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so a
0: heavily botherized,. edition yeah, of so, uh, the draws. I,
1: mean, I wouldn't say heavily. It was, it was just edited. So one of the things that our company does mm-hmm. is we like to go back to the original text. So we use the original spanning, the original punctuation, mm-hmm. uh, the original capitalization, um, and the original um, uh, line attributions. And so we, we like to go back to that stuff and then try and explore it um, using these weird idiosyncrasies. Um, and this 932 edition, it um, it, it formalizes, it modernizes a lot of the spelling, so it, that wasn't so great for our purposes. So actually, all of our scripts, I've gone back to the 17th century text and hand transcribed them. Um, you can find them online with a bit of judicious Googling, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there's there's some um, some optical character reader computerized transcription of them, yeah. uh, but it's inconsistent it's not very good. So they always um, are. Yeah, there we go. Photo yeah. effects in these things. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, the Drolls themselves... These... This third half actor... Uh, the ones who were not good enough at acting... To mm-hmm. do that elsewhere... And weren't good enough for anything else instead... Uh, they became vagabonds essentially... Uh, they became... They they took to drink... And they... Travelled around the country... Doing the best they can to survive... Whilst playing the only trade that they had... Mm-hmm. Now... They were performing... So they had to perform... Without access... To any kind of... Um, stage or theatre buildings... Mm-hmm. Um, without any real costumes... Um, without any real props. Now the costumes, the lavish costumes, were one of the main things that the British theatre had going for it um, pre the interregnum.
0: I see. Uh, so by, by the one of the one of the main things they're going for, it, as in, as opposed to other theatrical uh, other other countries' theatrical yeah. tradition oh, Yeah. I see. Um,
1: one of the one so of is, the, is the is constants. It,
0: is a bit, bit shit without the costumes.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't like to say that, but uh, what's Lear without a lovely frock? <laughs> Um, wait, what, what wait the... back up and just say that sentence again because <laughs> that, was,
0: that, that was completely lost with whatever I was trying to understand from it
1: what's there with well, that lovely frog? <laughs> it's a mean it's, okay. it's, it doesn't mean anything it's not All a right. reference, it's just, it's just gibberish wonderful um, yeah, one of the, thing, one of the mm. things consistently that, um, that, that foreign visitors who wrote about the British theatre mm. regularly go back to are the costumes the costumes were rich and lavish and quite stunning mm-hmm. the um, in terms of sets there was little enough but actually the the playhouses the outdoor playhouses again they're spoken of as seeming quite quite lavish the the fake marbling of the wooden pillars mm-hmm. is spoken of mm-hmm. and they had yeah. a good tech crew yeah they had great tech crew great tech crew yeah. yeah. really, really have, good they costume they lived and traveled yeah. so they actually yeah. felt appreciated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you old time this was long ago long 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 ago, long, long ago, ago long, back, long, long. back before
0: the Great War the texts and the
1: actors yeah the yeah. Great War the Great War so <laughs> um, so yeah so all that was gone um, and generally speaking the conditions were what we in Britain call fringe fringe conditions mm. um, and it's the Edinburgh Festival fringe um, so no costume like barely any costumes, just scraps odds and ends Barely any props, and the props they had were just these improvised things, whatever they had to hand. I see, um, like zero set. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if nothing else, because you had to be able to carry everything you had on your back.
0: Were there theater police?
1: There were theater police, and were in they, fact,
0: were they specifically police for theater, or were they police? And there's just you know the theater squad.
1: Well, I mean, there, there wasn't really police in the sense we understand today, uh-huh. but there were there were I mean, because that didn't really exist till the till mm-hmm. like the the 19th century Interesting. that's um, another that's another a, for the whole end topic whole other topic yeah but um, but there were um, there were soldiers and there were guards who mm. exerted authority um, and people were Um, we have the, the arrest records of Robert Cox he was arrested for performing uh, John Sobber which is what you saw this morning the mm. show he was playing John Sobber when he was arrested mm. um, people were arrested for it and that's another reason that beyond the practical in terms of just carrying your shit people you couldn't have much in the way of the actual costume and property because that would be incriminating evidence of illegal activity and you had to be able to drop it be able to run away with whatever um, so the drolls that they chose for these what they did the, what their workaround was to take popular scenes from popular plays of the renaissance for the most yeah. part they also took weird fragments of the medieval drama old folk stories and they made 10 to 40 minute um Sketches, skits you got got—they're—they're they're, they're generally comic, but there are a few tragic ones and a few morality ones. Um, there's there there are three there are three from Shakespeare. Um, there's a Falstaff one, which is um, called the Bouncing Knight, which is scenes from Henry the Fourth, Parts One and Two, shoved together, mm. um, and and edited, and messed around with. There's the um and there's uh, Bottom the Weaver, which is the Bottom scenes from from um. From its Dream stream, which is interesting he's not called Puck in that he's called Pug, which in in in, uh, in bottom the weaver I um, the, it, yeah it, the pug character is yeah. called Pug, which is interesting specifically because in various um English dialects pugs are a specific type of fairy, and um
0: so the the yeah, the the dog the pug, <laughs> right. uh can we safely assume those are changelings, kidnapped, uh, in exchange for human dogs? You'd be a
1: naive fool not to believe uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, be...
0: Once you've seen what a pug can do. Yeah. You you, know if you've ever you, angered you, a yeah, pug, heard yeah. their snorty little battle cry. You'd be a fool not to you'd believe that. Be yeah.
1: Don't get me started. I'm Over on. on. <laughs> Over on the
0: pug? Over on the pug, yeah.
1: Over on the pug. <laughs> Over on the... I say, I, I mean, I said... I,
0: I hear the regret in your voice for letting me <laughs>
1: Ah. Uh, anyway, so there, yeah, there's, three. there's also um, the grave digger scene yes. uh, from Hamlet. Is, it has been was, mm-hmm. was made into a jowl. So these jowls, they would take mm-hmm. uh, they would they take whatever they could from their source material. They would hack away all the um, all the literary value, all the all the high intellectualism. They they take it out of context. They turn it into um, something which was shaped so it existed in its own right. Uh, and they would shout them loudly and legally in pubs and back alleys and people's houses um, to whoever would gather. And the, this is uh, this is Belarus free theatre stuff. And yet yeah, they're dumb, and they added lots of dick jokes, lots of fart jokes, sex jokes, mm-hmm. and um, and a few songs to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and initially, when you perform a state like this morning, it, it it seems like that's very facile, fun but silly kind of daft humour. But well, when you remember that this is, this is portraying um, really bawdy, raucous adultery mm-hmm. um, under a Puritan government. So a dick joke suddenly takes on this whole other significance.
0: Are you saying a dick joke was actually biting political satire, containing within it the potential for undermining the government, <laughs> getting the person uh, telling it uh, thrown in jail, and hilarious laughter? This is exactly
1: what oh I'm saying. God!
0: Suddenly, oh, yes, I feel like days. a hero for the dick joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. So, about dick jokes. Yeah.
1: It's all about dick jokes.
0: What's your favorite dick joke you've uh, f- found in a droll so far?
1: The... <laughs> my favorite dick joke that yeah. I found so in, a in a droll so far. I mean, out just, of context. You know, in, life. Hmm? in life. Yeah, yeah. My favorite dick joke in life. Yeah. I suppose my favorite dick. Oh, I've not anything funny to say. I've got nothing. Sorry guys. Oh. Sorry, listen. I don't my favorite dick joke. I wanna say something about like Nixon. I was gonna say something about Richard Burbage as like a dick joke, but okay. Yeah.
0: But... Yeah, you're right to avoid that one. But I yeah. I, I veered away from yeah. that before we crashed. Uh, my personal favorite one is, is uh, to joke. um that's to that's refer that's to right. uh refer to uh uh any sort of strong armed um uh, political leader as a Richard Potato.
1: So we've got a um, a dictator. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great.
0: Yeah, it's it's not very good. We've got uh, uh, over here. We yeah. we
1: call um, we call people uh, Richards mm. if they're if if they're particularly awful because because Cockney rhyming slang, Richard the third means turd, which means
0: poop. You really have a really wonderful way of circumlocuting around calling people bad words.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy thing. We call them Richards, which and Dick is short for Richards, so he must well call them dicks. Ah. Yeah.
0: You know, maybe that's how that came about. Maybe yeah, that's how that came maybe. about, Dick, Richard,
1: oh. Richard III. Too. Or just, you yeah. know, talking about penises. Or talking about penises. That's where the money is, you know. That's what. That's the money that's shot. That's, the... <laughs> that's exactly what that is. <laughs> right, right, so where do where, where uh, we uh, get we to, anyway, so
0: highbrow to lowbrow to highbrow to lowbrow. I read low-brow yeah. To yeah. highbrow. Cool, cool. So. so Dick, um, jokes, um, were Dick
1: jokes were biting political the Dick jokes were biting the Interesting about the Joel's, actually, is. Um, they depict, a lot of the plots depict general adultery. It's always a woman cheating on her husband with other men.
0: I've noticed that women are a lot hornier
1: in British theatre. Way horny in British yeah. theatre. Yeah. And in, no, just in British theatre.
0: <laughs> well, there's an interesting historical precedent for that, especially mm. in the Greeks, because in ancient Greece, it was women who were thought to have the sex drive of, uh, of the couple rather mm. than men. Uh, and actually, I think it's, it's not estrada. Is it where the women decide to deny men having sex uh, and it's like this big sacrifice? Yeah, I'm getting a, a thumbs up from a corner historian, Kate, who is also here in Edinburgh and we don't have enough microphones to have her on. Um, give me a thumbs up, Lysistrata, uh, where the woman denying men sex uh, as, a, as a political tool, mm. but it's shown us this huge thing that they're having to give up and they eventually go, I think, crazy from lack of sex? I'm getting a shrug
1: from a corner historian. I'm going to well, go with well, that. from thumbs up to, yeah, to shrug. Yeah. Which mirrors the plot of Lysistrata. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's interesting because, of course, that's um, uh, Tiresias, um, who, in order to truly answer the question of who gets the most out of sex, men or women, he gets turned into a woman. And then there follows loads of cool Grecian folk tales of the crazy horny adventures of old man Tiresias, the lady
0: for him yeah, good for, good for, for all Teresius. Good, yeah. good for all Tiresias these yeah. wrinkled dugs
1: yeah. <laughs> that's oh that's a literary that is an incredibly
0: vivid image if you <laughs> understand what those words mean
1: uh, um, let's see where were we so oh I'm yeah so a uh, cool thing about them, them is that generally speaking um, in these as you saw in John Swabber mm-hmm. uh, there's no real consequence to the woman in mm-hmm. these situations The men fight each other, the men uh, make fools of each other, the men have all the crazy shit. The woman, she gets her end away, she gets to do what she wants with who she wants, and there's not we rarely see negative consequences to them. Um, And I'm not saying that necessarily uh, reflects anything in society, but it is interesting to see, especially as in literature, and I distinguish between uh, theatrical texts and literary texts, because they certainly weren't considered literature in the time, and it would be wrong to consider the literature now, I think. To study them in the same way we study literature, which is endemic in in academia. Um, there was a
0: lot of qualifiers for something that I don't care that strong. <laughs> That's me. All right. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that you do. Uh, so, so in literature of the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the literature, the literature of the time. Um, women are, have far less autonomy. Women are far less. Sexually realized and are given far less, um, far 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 less far less power and agency. Yeah. Uh, and I am I'm, I'm not saying that the Joels are some incredible feminist text, but they do show that they betray a real, um, a, a real folk drama, a folk comedy. Mm. This is not; these aren't um, great highbrow pieces of literature that come from the mind of some auteur. These are, and even if that's where the source material was, these have been. Forged and honed and battered about by whatever reflects with a contemporary audience of, of the time.
0: Um, so as Marvel lens into uh, the news the yeah. of the day,
1: totally, and, totally, and, totally, totally, totally. Just yes. as watching a comedy will, I think, watching the a popular comedy will tell you more about that particular time period, which is the nineteen seventies, the nineteen nineties, or like two thousand and whatever the year is. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll learn more from watching the most popular comedies than you will from watching some biting amazing drama which has won all the awards. I believe. Great insight into people. Not into minds and intellectuals, but into into, into people, people, into yeah. the culture of the Zeitgeist.
0: I can see that. Uh yeah, no, I, I mean as somebody as a comedian who watches far too many comedies. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think most of what I understand about the past is informed entirely from what we used to chuckle at. Uh, what would you say a droll of perhaps uh, Annie Hall would be? Now, let's choose one that's by someone who's uh, less of a terrible person. Um, <laughs> yeah. What would you say a droll of... I'm
1: um, uh, we need. i always happy to talk about how he's a terrible person. He's that's such a, he's such such a, a terrible just person. Just, just a... Awful, awful person. A real, a real yeah. Richard. A real... Richard the
0: yeah,
1: yeah, third, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Orson Or uh, hated him. What? Uh, or really hated him.
0: You know, Orson Wells has a lot to commend him and that's one of those things. That's one of the things yeah. that
1: they yeah, so much. Yeah.
0: So um much to so what would a uh what would a droll look like of popular nineties comedy friends?
1: A droll of friends. Sure. A droll of friends would be freaking awesome. Mm. Um you probably Joey I think would be a far bigger part in a Joel Friends oh, I feel yeah. like Joey would be like the main dude well he's the he's,
0: he'd be the the holy fool wouldn't he yeah, yeah. totally
1: totally yeah. the big stupid guy who fucks everybody yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I feel like Joey would be the, the, Joey would be would be far more prominent in in Friends. one in, 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 in. interesting thing about the Joel's that we found is that they the arch in terms of archetypes mm-hmm. they really play on them or most of Joel's were performed by like a specific group of the same people so um People would have stuck to their part, to their um, to, to their typecasting, which actually makes them totally similar to to sitcoms. Um, you would have had your personal shtick. This is the thing you do, and that makes holding fifty different plays in your head a lot easier when you're just playing the same kind of character. If you ever get
0: a line, you can just sort of fall back on. I'm fat and dumb. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah,
1: you just fall back. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a cuckold. Mm, hey. Yeah.
0: Where's, where's, where's my dick? Totally, I can't totally, yeah. find my dick. can't find my dick. I can't fi- hey, guys, you see my dick? I'm Joey. Uh, yeah. I, I, did you use it to build an extremely long poking device? <laughs> Is my penis over there? Yeah, no. I haven't seen a lot of friends.
1: No, but you've seen a lot of trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, that's basically that. That is exactly right. And mm-hmm. the thing is, that culture cool, goes all the way back to the medieval theatre. Um, mm-hmm. You get the vice character, the trickster character, that's mm-hmm. across all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the John Swabber character or the Joey character, like this braggart soldier, mm-hmm. full staffian figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Joey would be a big part in it. Um, the women, if anything, I think the women will probably be cleverer if yeah. it was a droll. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the women would be would be cleverer and trickier. There'd be a lot more. I think there'd be a lot more scheming. Like, there's a few japes in Friends. There's not much in the way of scheming. A good scheming. You'd
0: see Ross and Phoebe. Are they a couple in Friends? Like,
1: no, I don't know. No. I don't know. What.
0: I really chose a bad example. Right, um, yeah. um, uh, Ross and Chandler. Rachel. I Ross feel Rachel yeah. Ross would, and Rachel would, would, would scheme uh, to uh, um, see. I don't yeah.
1: think yeah. Ross would have a big part in a Droll. Ross is too, too like, boring There's not much in the way of the everyman character in um, in Droll. Is not. They're usually very much supporting. They're just the straight man to keep things going. Chandler and Joey would be the two main guys Mm -hmm. in If It Was a Draw. You'd have the trickster, intellectual, funny character, and the big, strong, loud, socially superior idiot. Okay.
0: So I'd say perhaps Chandler uh, Mm -hmm. would find some way to trick Joey into giving him a handjob.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's exact. That is totally what and, and the girls would all find a way to watch and then to use it to destroy him socially. And then they'd all hit him with sticks and then they'd all do a dance.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure that's what the spin-off Joey's about.
1: <laughs> man, if it had been, then it would have done a lot
0: better. It would have been a cultural oh. touchdown, a shibboleth, if you will.
1: <laughs> if you will. If you will. If you will. And I will. Yeah. I will. Mm. That's what Episodes is about.
0: The Ricky Gervais comedy? No, no. Episodes episode is great, nice. man. I'd just...
1: say you didn't ever watch... Uh, so episodes is this really cool British comedy okay. where they got Matt LeBlanc to play Matt LeBlanc, and it's about um, two English comedy writers who go to Hollywood and have their amazing piece of British sitcom um, Americanized yeah. and totally destroyed. And it's this really lovely tender, yeah. intellectual thing where it had Richard Griffiths starring it, and they cast Matt LeBlanc, yeah. and it just ruins everything. And it of course, it. Matt LeBlanc plays himself, and he is. Magnificent, check that out. really good. It's like
0: how they uh, tried to Americanize spaced. Uh, there's a, there's a pilot was episode that. online. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, it was a real piece of shit. And they also tried to Americanize the IT crowd. But the weird thing is, they kept Richard Ayoade. Yeah, That's what yeah. Yeah. I guess every, everyone else they changed. Richard ayawade they kept. Yeah, boss. we we all know we all know why that is. Because there's no other. Because he he is Moss. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's good. I, yeah. I have to say, so I've heard you uh, your voice from the unseen hour. Yeah, uh, which. Great, uh, great horror comedy podcast. But uh, I honestly assumed you were just a larger Richard Iowade. Richard <laughs> so larger tweedier, uh, Richard larger Ayoade.
1: tweedier. Which okay. well, I think I am definitely both of those things. Okay, I'm larger and tweedier than him. Though I'm not sure I'm very Richard mm-hmm. Um No, I'm. But I am larger and tweedier. Oh,
0: well, then there you go. Definitely
1: larger and tweedier. Yeah. Actually, I think you're sitting on my tweed. Oh, sorry. No. sorry. But sorry. No, that's fine. It's it's twicky. It can take it. Oh. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. There, there we is. are Yeah, yeah. That's it. A, can take it. Uh, Savile Row tweed. Stop <laughs> a tweed bullet. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. But only a tweed bullet. Not, not, not. <laughs> not, not the, do not attempt only to a stop very the other kind. Nervous yeah. bullets. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? You'll, yeah, you don't, wanna, don't, don't, don't try. Don't it, it. Yeah, yeah. So do where, were were trolls? Trolls? where were we in the drills? Uh, where were we in the drills. Okay, so we were talking about. We're talking about friends for a while. Friends for a while, we talked about how they were
0: literary classics with a lot of the... Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Stay with us. And if you, if you retract rounds, I can just cut that shit Sweet. out. Sweet. Cut that Up shit ahead. out. Yeah. yeah,
1: if you want to be yeah. dishonest, sure.
0: Look, man, I can make you say whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so... <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh,
0: don't worry. I use uh, my power wisely.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, cool. The um the drools, yeah that was that accounts for a lot of the drolls yeah. some of the drolls are um some of the drools, uh, it seems likely were purpose written um and the thing is even though we have some of the texts which were published they would have changed they were they were amorphous things mm. they would have changed depending on who was available to perform on where they were just like any stand up set mm. will be flexible to a degree depending on where they're touring to which city they're in who the local rivals are mm. all that. Um, and one of the things that we do with the show is actively embrace that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that we the way that we um, perform it is not within. It's not within what I call the the tragic dramatic uh, tradition. Mm. So in Britain, the tragic dramatic tradition since the '30s to the '50s has been heavily influenced by the European, right. and then since like the, the '70s, I'd say, has Luke background been heavily influenced by by by, by America. Um and, and since since maybe like the 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 nineties the things have evened out a bit there and, but um obviously that changed because um the drama, tragedy is very much influenced by um but by, by concept, by principle by intellectuals. Now the comedy not so much. Uh, comedy will should always be defined at its core by what makes people laugh, by what people laugh at, by mm-hmm. what they enjoy. Yeah. Um, consequently, they, it's got to No matter how highfalutin you get with it, there is a fundamental grounding. There is an anchor that keeps you down. And there are some things which are funny, and some things which aren't funny. Pouring milk in a dude's face—it's funny. Yeah, it's uh, always fun. uh, that's funny. It's yeah, funny.
0: This morning. Uh, so, uh, for those listeners at home who haven't seen a droll, uh, this morning I saw uh, I saw Bryce here be cuckolded by his uh, mm-hmm. friend James. Uh, as a barber Uh, James went to uh, meet his wife after uh, he had tricked uh, Bryce into wearing face paint with the word twat written on his forehead Uh, and Bryce would come home uh, and he'd been there uh, James uh, and they dressed him up as a baby Bryce then proceeded to pour milk uh, to tip him upside down and pour milk up his nose and face for about I'd say about a minute yeah uh, I'd yeah. say waterboarded with him, him with milk for about a minute well so, I was
1: excited because he yeah. had such a big beard for a baby and I wanted to make him bigger yeah he was a big strong baby mm. yeah huge strong baby yeah uh, and he
0: wanted baby. to be him to be as big as a colossus of Rhodes. Uh, I want
1: him to be uh, high as St. Paul's and show him as a wonder at Bartholomew Fair oh thank
0: you mm. thank you I uh yes I yeah, that line got lost in all the milk yeah. yeah and, and by Giving him as much milk as he could, by giving as much milk as yeah, he could, yeah. You know, makes you big and strong. They knew that even then, even then, it was an
1: educational, mm-hmm. educational show.
0: always going to be funny watching a man dressed as a baby be waterboarded with milk, yeah.
1: Essentially, that's the core of yeah. the drills.
0: You can buy um, that t shirt today,
1: <laughs> yeah. A milk shirt from
0: the Anachronismo shop.
1: Oh, I wish that'd be great, chat. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even, I mean, even <laughs> that's interesting. I think there's different ways of interpreting the text on that one, mm. um. Like, I think that's supposed to be pancake batter rather than milk, but uh, I think it's... So with pancake batter, you could kind of do... Do you guys have gunge? Like, was gunge a thing? In British TV in the 90s, like, every game show had gunge. Uh, Did you guys uh, we, have that we, as a thing? We had
0: gunge. We had, I think it was... Goo? No. uh Nickelodeon especially loved... Gak. Gak, Gak is what we have. Yeah, we call it Gung. Gak attack. I yeah. think it's
1: exactly the same thing. It like comes out of a tube. Like they ask questions, you know, think something wrong. It... it even sort of follows highly coloured
0: British to American. Uh, what we think is a funny word patterns. We totally. like we like uh, hard consonants. Mm. You like soft
1: ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd never call a kid Zack.
0: Yeah, just it's what, there's a lot of zunges running around the fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. 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 We call it Gung. So it's like Gung. Yeah. So that would give it a, a kind of a yeah. Gungy thing, yeah. Yeah. but it's a lot easier just to have. Mm. Uh, I
0: got. I gotta tell you, the first time I met a Zunjury, I was, I was, I didn't believe that was really his name. But <laughs> there's so many of them over here.
1: <laughs> oh, so many of them. Uh, God, tell me about it. That was my birth name. I had to change it for the you, know,
0: you, you were right too. <laughs> you want know, to have international appeal. You can't be a Zunjury, Exactly. You
1: gotta, you gotta be. got Bryce. So, well, there were so many already yeah. I, it was for equity I had to had, change I had
0: name. to size. I understand the mm. I have a friend who's called who's changed the name from Anx to Schmidt for the same reason yeah, yeah. yeah. Sundry Anx I know him yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so always funny for pour milk down
1: uh, a man's always funny to pour milk down a man's name um yeah, yeah. Uh, was there a question? I forgot whether there was. Uh, a question.
0: We were, So we were talking about how comedy has to reflect uh, what totally. people think is funny. Yeah, comedy, yeah.
1: And because that, I feel it's grounded to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the really cool things about the Joels. I mentioned earlier that the, um, the all but the most specialist uh, studies of historical theatre actively teaches that theatre stops happening. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's not true. Um, now, the actors who, who performed um, in the early Renaissance, they would have grown up watching the actors of the medieval stage. And the actors who performed in the late Renaissance would have grown up watching and working with the acts of the early Renaissance. And it's those acts of the late Renaissance who performed the Drolls, and then who continued to perform when the Restoration came about. And on and on and on this goes. And in the 18th century, we have uh, short comic sketches referred to as Drolls. At this stage they're often performed as sort of warm-up acts for the big theatres.
0: And were these, uh do these involve a lot of milk being poured down noses? Less milk, days, less milk, but lots of cuckolding. There's women.
1: always cuckolding. Yeah. And sexually liberated women are a pretty they're a real like since the wife of Bath, they are a mainstay of comic literature. Less so tra- the tragic drama. Way less so. Um and I feel that's because um they were a reality, and even though the average university grad pretentious dickface might not have wanted to write about them in his great tragic drama, mm. the average comic show it had to reflect something of of reality, of a person's day to day life, of what they recognised. And the fact is, there were definitely intelligent, autonomous women who who like wanted to fuck, like even if. Um, in principle society was against that. In practice, in reality, you like that that was a thing.
0: Everyone just wants to Everyone fuck. Everyone wants to fuck.
1: Everybody wants to fuck. Everybody That's what I'm saying. Everybody wants a lot to of, fuck. A lot
0: of plays, a lot of movies, a lot mm. of everything. So can she call just trying to fuck? <laughs> just wanna fuck. Just wanna fuck. <laughs> Please. Just uh, wanna fuck. Watch this nebbish man. Try yeah. to fuck. Just just Learn fuck. later he's terrible. Or
1: Annie Hall, in fact.
0: Uh, yes a see, circles, again yeah. a circle the am I'm in the UK right now I have to talk around my insults <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, where were we where were we Reflecting so clearly, again still uh, on the same point still century, on the whole uh, thing of that um, so, um, 18th century uh, silent plays which were performed as the warm up acts, and that particular pattern of the warm up act mm-hmm. um, music main stage um, show music the more scenes that evolves into music hall in the 19th century, and it's the music hall which goes out to America and becomes vaudeville essentially. Mm. Um, and it's that music hall, vaudeville style performance which then evolves into the 20th century, into um, stand ups, all, like, yeah, all, yeah. all of it, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, into all of it, over comedy, all of it, all of it. Over here, um, we in England, in Britain, we had. Um, we had working man's clubs and working man's comedians, and they were technically stand-ups, I guess, but it wasn't really considered stand-up. They would stand up and they would they tell jokes and mm. observational mm. comedy, oh, yeah. um, kind of like real working-class yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, we, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there are American equivalents, with, but I did, I'm just not. Oh, aware. probably yeah, without yeah. doubt. Yeah, I'd need to know more context. Sure, the um, yeah, yeah. Bernard but, but, uh, Manning is the big one, but like yeah, they weren't all. The yeah, of them, yeah, no, you wouldn't know, know, but yeah. yeah um, so. Yeah, real, real working class, um, human working class, mm. working man's clubs. and it was actually reaction against them because obviously a lot of the politics and views expressed in that yeah. was it was, was a little That's old fashioned. The upper class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, actually, no, not not even that. It was just off, so taking Bernard Manning, mm. yeah, you know, right. kind kind of offensive across the board. Great. Right. Um, and so as a reaction against a lot of that mm. um, in the eighties, mm. and as a reaction against. Um, uh, well the political right wingism of, of Margaret Thatcher um, and, and, and so on,
0: who wouldn't have allowed your uh, show to happen because you would have snatched totally. all that milk?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was a brilliant reference. Does anyone? Do any of your list? Would any of them get that? Do some reading. Yeah, I'm not going to explain prayers. it. That yeah, was a that was a very good. Thank that was you. very good. Thank you. I'm very impressed. <laughs> what a minor thing for you to be aware of. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, well, no, let's leave that. They can they can yeah, read yeah. fucking Wikipedia.
0: Do um do a cursory Google.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so so anyway, and as a reaction against as a reaction against what was seen as a very old fashioned offensiveness of a lot of uh, the working man, club mm-hmm. means Bernard Manning. Again, I'm typifying with that. They weren't all bad. They weren't in fact a lot of them were fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. There was a show called The Comedians, which was a very seventies thing, which was. Uh, like in Britain the first kind of televised stand-up comedy was just lots of clips of these working man's club comedians all of them working in the musical tradition mm-hmm. just telling jokes right. um, kind of old hat to watch now some of them are still great but very revolutionary at the time so um, alternative comedy in the 80s that was kind of the birth of what we think of as stand-up comedy today in Britain mm-hmm. uh, that's where that came from um, in, in America as far as I understand there's far more of a confessional vibe with stand-up.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of our greatest stand-ups... Uh, so we kind of expect our stand-ups to uh, not just make us laugh, but also tell us something true about life, and preferably to count it will count in their own rhyme motion.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, so we, we don't like to whine about ourselves as much yeah. as
0: that. Um, yeah, just, you know, step up
1: our lip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so like, basically what the, what the Brits more did... More pointing at others. Way more just pointing at others, that. and... So, so generally instead of being emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, what we always did was was shout a lot about um, politics yeah. which is then it's sort of, sort of pushed away from being the personal um, shout a lot about politics in a very angry way talk um, about death talk yeah. about death yeah. um, mm-hmm. all the big things like mm-hmm. that and go very very surreal and strange with it mm-hmm. and it's from that that we get the young ones I don't know are uh, you familiar with the young ones Look, you, just, you know, is I, that cool stuff over yeah, there yeah, no maybe you would fucking love I'll the young ones I'll check it out my man Rick Mail. Okay, no one you know, else you've heard of. Just recommend some shit, and Yeah, watch the young edit ones. i like yeah. and watch it. Yeah. the young yeah, ones.
0: Uh, it's, you about young freaking, and, it's about uh, Carl it's about Neil Young. Okay, it's about it's Neil, about it's young, Neil and young and Carl Young. Carl Young and Neil, Jung and Neil yeah.
1: Young together. They get a flat. Yeah, 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 they get right. a flat together. Yeah. Uh, one's yeah. going about synchronistic time, and ironically, but unfortunately, Neil Young, massive massive into Freud and so right. that there's conflict oh, yeah, already
0: I mean I mean, Young trained under Freud he knows a lot more yeah, yeah, about Freud yeah, 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 than yeah. he does yeah. And, yeah, Neil Young's not no listening. no no, no, no. it's listening. all pop it's all pop it's yeah, it's pop for us frankly he's done a lot, Freud's done a lot of damage yeah. to the popular image psychology because it's totally, all anyone knows totally, now totally, and totally, the totally. young ones helped perpetrate and yeah, the young
1: ones really really help perpetrate and
0: Neil Young's always like oh you're smoking a cigar Carl Young you want to suck my dick and Carl Young's like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do, do, but not because of the. Not of the cigar. That's not why I want to suck your dick. You don't need to shame me for
1: it. Then every episode finishes with a really like aggressive blowjob.
0: Yeah, like a beautifully shot though. I've oh done, my god, uh, beautifully give shot. Kind of where it's due, there is a lot yeah. of good like yeah. long shots, yeah. extreme close-ups, and then just just Well, that was where Danny Boyle started.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. The Danny Boyle. The Danny Boyle. Who's Danny Boyle? Danny Boyle directed um, "Slumdog Millionaire." Uh, and train spotting and yeah. other things including the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympics. Olympic Games yeah
0: uh, in America that was ruined by commentators yeah I heard explaining about explaining that. everything they really explained great. Toppins they explained Voldemort's. <laughs> then
1: <and laughs> Voldemort really yeah which is technically pronounced Voldemort although nobody does I mean, no one does nobody yeah,
0: does nobody like, uh, does yeah, yeah. let's be honest here yeah. mind, like That tea is their stag.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's the people spoke on that one. So yeah, the young ones. Oh, dude, you've got to watch Young Ones. Sure, sure, sure. You're making a point with it, though. So So, get there's a real surrealism there, Mm -hmm. which is totally present in the drolls, as as you saw yourself this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the cool thing. All the things which typify British comedy right now, Mm -hmm. um, like uh, like the Mighty Boosh, Mm -hmm. like like or even yeah, love the Mighty Boosh. if you like the Mighty Boosh, the Young Ones. If it wasn't for the Young Ones, the Mighty Boosh couldn't exist. Right. And if it wasn't for Monty Python, the Young Ones couldn't exist. And if it wasn't for the right. Goon Show, then Monty Python, Monty Python couldn't exist. And if it wasn't for... Uh, Drolls. For Crolls, yeah, I mean, so there's a few cells like in between. But yeah, yeah. you can draw that direct line. And the, the surrealism and the anarchy and um and the, uh, and the, polit- the, the base political reaction um, of Droll is present in... All of British comedy that that's gone on ever since the rough theatre, um, the meta theatre of Droll, you can see in all the great British comedy, even down to Space, which is totally self-referential. Well, spaced, yeah. yeah, even down to Space. It's yeah. and it was also totally surreal. Black Books, you know, Black Books. I love Black Books. We were actually Freaking watching out. our way through that. Yeah, We yeah. got to like great.
0: season three, and we're like, people are mean now. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, and so much of what you see in those, you can see in the Drolls. Mm. And That never changed, and that 's because the the comic tradition, it it didn 't really have um, some big auteur, um european influence it 's always been grounded by that desire to you 've got to make people up you 've got there is like a very practical real uh, result you have to achieve the
0: thing I've always liked about doing comedy is that you can always tell if, you're doing, if you've done it well totally, yeah because people fucking laugh people
1: laugh. laugh and they're unambiguous there's none of this going away and thinking of, like yeah. it's fun people laugh or they don't laugh yeah. and like that doesn't matter what other stuff you've got going on if you don't make people laugh it was unsuccessful Yeah. and this is the terrible thing doesn't matter how how much you hate it how awful it is if it makes people laugh you cannot deny it much as it might frustrate you it was successful as comedy, which I fucking hate because there's so much I fucking despise which idiots go for at, but I cannot take away from them the truth that they succeeded. They made people laugh.
0: Man, uh, the whole whole uh, state of comedic society and mean comedy is a conversation I would love to have with you. Yeah, yeah, but that is... It doesn't indeed, quite fit on this podcast, let's just say uh, listeners imagine us in about an hour or two hence we're we're having this out and this is going to be a very interesting conversation that you will never hear (laughs) yeah yeah. sorry listeners I love you but I also I love taunting you Um, (laughs)
1: uh, yeah cool so anyway uh, this drolls they continue on until the the restoration comes Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of other cool stuff there's some light evidence uh, to say that women performed in drolls and if you think about it the drolls are illegal to perform anyway might as well throw a lady in. in. A bag, in a I mean, if nothing else, that would be a bit of a draw, having a lady do stuff. Okay. And we know for a fact that there were Renaissance performances which included women. There was production of Romeo and Juliet in Scotland, actually, in the 16th, maybe the 17th century, okay. um, which, had, um, which had a woman in. Um, they were not allowed legally on the professional stage, but that does not mean it didn't happen. And if one thing can take as truth is that if there are just one or two recorded instances of it happening, there's loads more unrecorded instances mm-hmm. of it happening. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the downsides to the wonderful, wonderful thing, which is Shakespeare's Globe, is that we've they've kind of stamped a pretty heavy, um, a pretty heavy image of what historical Shakespeare well, should so be. Much, in yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, they had such a huge uh, influence. They had such a huge mark, mm-hmm. and of course, you know. Shakespeare shaped so much what we think theater of that time to be because so yeah. many of his uh, so many of his plays survived in the uh, first and second folios because yeah. they were all dutifully collected and distributed yeah. and you know because of that like what more I'd say of the eighty some odd mm-hmm. plays we have in era, thirty six of them are Shakespeare huge number yeah.
1: I mean we also have Ben Johnson's folio and yeah. there was um, the Cletus. I, don't want to fletcher. I actually miss I didn't didn't um explicate properly that I was referring to Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in ah, London. Yeah. The Reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so in practice the consequence of that existing is that the vast majority of study of historical productions of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So it's generally presumed now that the average production in Shakespeare's Town was performed in a big open playhouse like that. Which is just which is just untrue somewhere, but the the vast majority of performances would have been touring performances, performed without purpose-built playhouses, mm-hmm. in in city, in town halls. Or, or in alleyways, or in pubs. There was a huge, huge industry, both in London and outside of London, of in-house performances, where they were performing in the courtyards of pubs. And on top of that, there was the Jacobean Indoor yeah. Playhouse, which they were uh, in the talk there.
0: about that in Shakespeare's Yes, it's they fun. do. Yes, they fun. do. very fun book. Yeah. I uh, yeah, used that pretty heavily for episode 11. It's uh, a brilliant um, book. John Taylor, The Water Poet. Uh, yeah. Oh, gotta love that guy. Gotta love that yeah. guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, um, consequently... I mean, the same is true... Actually, yeah, this is a nice uh, link. The same is true of jigs. If anyone's been to see a production at Shakespeare's Globe in London, mm-hmm. uh, The Reconstruction, then you would be forgiven for thinking that a jig was just a dance that the cast do at the end with some music. Because that is actively what that what Shakespeare's Globe says they are. They would
0: especially end the tragedies with an extra lively jig so they mm-hmm. wouldn't get bummed out and leave yeah. and not give yeah. them money.
1: In fact, there are some really cool theories... Um, So at the end of Hamlet, when everyone's dead, this image of all the corpses rising up to dance together. Yeah.
0: What I love is that uh, the theatrical tradition of the DreamWorks dance party. Is held up throughout our mightiest institutions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you it know, totally is. Well, and funny
1: enough, they um, they fulfil the the, to- the same mm-hmm. structural function. Mm-hmm. Um, they it's a lovely segue from the the artificial world of the the the, of the play yeah. to to the real world. It's as does a, a Jackie Chan blooper reel at the end of one of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it transports. It it gets everything's fine again. So, but anyway one of the thi- one of the that is collected is actually a jig now the jigs were not just dances they were not just a dance at the end they that is something they could have been and one of the things which they were but they were not they were also often scripted short plays in their own right with stylized movement and often set to music but with lines and with little miniature plots one of them is called um the humor of of Simpkin or singing Simpkin. Mm-hmm. And it's um it is it's a script for a droll. For sorry sorry, for a jig, which was performed as a droll, not unlike the masks. Mm-hmm. Um and it it's got it's a plot, it's a play in its own right. Mm-hmm. It's all it's rhyming quatrains, I think, off the top of my head. But it's um and yeah, very likely would have been sung in a jaunty, simplistic way or set to music. But it was performed, it was to be performed. Um the jig was more than just a song and dance at the end. It was a piece of physical theater set to music with a comic plot. Well, It's one of the things that Will Kemp, um, the great uh, famous comedian... Bang of man. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he, one of the things he was most famous for was performing his jigs at the end. Uh, brilliant comedian.
0: Like Steve Martin as banjo.
1: Ah, oh, Steve or, Martin as or, um, banjo.
0: Or John Hodgman and his ukulele. Totally. Yeah. In fact,
1: Will Kemp famously did something called The Nine Days Wonder, in which he Morris danced from Norwich to London in nine days. Oh, Except it was a total con, because he did it in nine days, but between every one of those nine days, he spent like a week just in a pub. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then Bill it The Nine Days Wonder. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, bloody Kemp. What a what a twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I using it. that
0: swear word here. Um we yeah. don't have anything as you f- call it twat
1: over there we don't or? use it we don't use it we, we don't do use it, it we except, use it except lot, as like a yeah. really
0: really vulgar way it's really mm. really misogynistic about an actual vagina yeah no hair never it's, face it's like yes. it's, oh my god it's punctuation yeah. I'd uh, cock is probably yeah, cock is probably what we would have written on your head this morning rather than twat cool yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess it, it, is, fulfills.
1: it fulfills the same way, but yeah. cock yeah. is also bastard angry. is
0: a lot less offensive in America
1: interesting yeah and fuck
0: we use fuck a lot
1: I think "fuck" is no "fuck" is more offensive than "bastard" or yeah. "bastard." We don't, we don't. It's and not that offensive. "motherfucker," especially, we
0: we actually can use complimentary, complementarily.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we have um, actually we would use uh, "bastard" or "git" in the in the very similar thing. Yeah, the old git. Yeah, yeah, yeah old bugger. Yeah. We use "bugger" as well in a similar thing. Yeah. Be very complimentary. Mm. He's a randy old bugger.
0: Yeah, I look at this cool motherfucker.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. The thing hands, is, hands across the pond. you saying that, I, I it would have been t- That would be taken exactly as meant. Yeah. But um, because we're used to we're used to seeing and hearing yeah, that sort of Americans, thing for American yeah, television and film. Yeah, no, it's just you, that it's not something yeah, we would say. Yeah, you saying,
0: yeah, exactly. I said, like, look at this kid. You're like, who is? Yeah. What are you doing? One mates? of the really annoying
1: things is when Americans move over and they say they try and say mate. Uh, or and bloody and you get it a lot and they and it's always because it never seems natural never it never right, sounds yeah. right twat, though I it's feel like, like, I, can, on, buddy, I, feel like I can get twat to work well twat sounds like a different word to twat it yeah. doesn't sound twat. like the same thing mm, I see yeah so I think yeah twat my twat. beautiful twat. New England
0: accent coming mm, from lovely yeah. mm. twat we also say rum instead of room
1: really yeah you say rum
0: well we don't yeah. intentionally but when mm, we say room it. like it's generally kind of oh uh, yeah we're gonna go down downstairs the uh, room down there and it
1: sounds yeah. we we'd, say room. Room. Yeah. we'd say room we'd say room room rather yeah, yeah that's, that's a thing that's yeah. fine anyway
0: this isn't uh, yeah again we're really cultural off differences off the topic, nismo this is anachronismo <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but so, so always lovely to talk about. always lovely yeah, yeah, yeah. always lovely yeah. uh, just, just look, looking in a mirror and seeing uh, there's suddenly a mustache
1: yeah let's just yeah so anyway these drills they go on and on um, mm-hmm. Robert Cox as I say there's arrest reports for him i mean, been actually arrested for playing John Swabber there's a record of him playing Simpleton the Smith which is another one mm-hmm. we have in our repertoire um, which again he was very very well known for mm-hmm. and very famous for by all accounts he wasn't a very good actor he had been an actor uh, he'd been in Beeston's Boys which was one of the boy the companies of boy actors mm-hmm. which again are a fascinating Just topic sweet
0: boy theatre yeah sweet boy
1: yeah. well fascinating topic in its own right which hasn't been explored that much there is a recently published no, book on, this, on it. I
0: would love to have you on again and talk about that then. If you, yeah, I won't do a want it There's no. whole thing you can do with microphones Sorry, on two opposite sides of the world and you can still work, make them work as a uh, podcast. And like, I'm not doing this to like <laughs> shut you down. Like, just, like, yeah, I, no, I would love to talk it about that. Yeah. Down, shut down. Yeah, yeah,
1: boys, like literally, it was a stand Boys, children were kidnapped. And literally enslaved to perform in the boy companies. So it was a children's yeah. crusade of theater, kind of. But they didn't really ever say in it; they would just be plucked off the they streets. They didn't
0: have the "children's crusade." Yeah,
1: well, I don't know. Some of them weren't. Some of them, some of those kids were up yes. for it. Some of those little some of those crusading kids really kids wanted kids to were...
0: kill people of other religions. Yeah, some of those kids were real racist.
1: Some of those. kids oh, well, you know, children are sure always. I fucking it. love the children's <laughs> crusade. It's, uh, it's such a. Terrible, terrible thing. Terrible thing. So bad. The Children's Crusade.
0: Uh, the Children's Crusade of theatre, which was yeah. when Howard Cox sprung. Yeah, from. yeah, he was, from he was one of Beaton's boys. His
1: probably his Dickensian. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of Beaton's boys, and a lot of the boy actors They would have been just grabbed off the streets and th- literally enslaved to become boy actors. Um, just like Justin Bieber. Just like Justin Bieber. Yeah, just like Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, B actors, I call them. Um, <laughs> so one of the, he was one of Beeston's beeps. Um, yeah, he was one of Beeston's boys, and he, there's a he, he appears a couple of times as being part of a company, but uh, the evidence implies he probably wasn't very good or well thought of. But you know, uh, when, when the hour come, the hour cometh the man. Um, he was like just one of the few, so to speak. You know, I found out that come had a sexual connotation. Uh, for climax for ejaculation as early as like the 16th century so it's totally valid to laugh when someone says I will come presently in, in one of the drills or in a 17th century play nice so that's justified
0: oh yeah. you I would giggle
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're quite right too. it yeah. would be dumb of you not to mm-hmm. yeah
0: uh, so I shared this story with you earlier today I'm mm. going to insert it now because it's never been brought up in anachronismo uh, so a while ago Kate and I uh historian Kate. Uh, we were at a production of uh, As You Like It uh, and it was the, uh, the the very wrap-up scene when all the people are being coupled off and placed at the side of the stage and we were in a theater in the round and I was a well, theater in the U and I was at the very very edge of that U then to my left was only stage and uh, it's the point where the jester is uh, professing his love for his uh, his well in, in that production it was a soft puppet and he says I have tasted her dirty pearl uh and, you know, uh no one else really made much of it, but to me it was like so obviously a very filthy thing to say and so also so visceral that mm-hmm. I just let a little Ugh. And I heard someone start snickering to my left. But there's no one to my left. It's Kate to my right and then emptiness to my left. And I look to my left and one of the actors from the play uh has covered covering his mouth and staring right at me and doing his best <laughs> not to like just fall over laughing. <laughs> And our eyes meet, and we both just start giggling, and just the place is going on to the side.
1: <laughs> so that's exactly what the theatre yeah. should be. That mm-hmm. in so one of the things that we do in in Jon and in the ice in general is uh, I have this um, this theory that through performance mm-hmm. research we've 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 sterilized we've the built up yeah yeah, yeah. Um, whereby you always you should always be portraying a trifecta mm-hmm. of of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you should always be recognisably an actor, a performer. Because uh, the naturalistic idea that you are ever supposed to be transported is a modern one. That is yeah. not relevant for the historical stage. I don't think anyone was ever supposed to forget that they were just an audience member watching some idiots on a stage. So you should always be... And the only way, the thing to do with that in mind is to embrace it. Uh, there are examples of inductions, or the short um, plays that came before the main show, of Shakespeare's time, in which the actors themselves come on playing themselves... Um, in these heightened versions, like
0: Lee Majors.
1: Exactly like Lee Majors. Oh my
0: God, was that the right? Do I say the right actor name in Young Ones? No, not Young Ones. In that, no, not in episodes. The, yeah, Lee Majors wasn't uh, in in, uh, in episodes. So in, young in episodes,
1: yeah. Lee Majors as in the full guy. Well,
0: who, who did you say was the actor playing himself in episodes? Um, Matt not, LeBlanc. Not okay, i am going to edit all that up? <laughs> Like Matt LeBlanc in episodes. Totally
1: like Matt LeBlanc in episodes, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey,
0: we're back uh, from either the break we just took or in a two-parter episode, in <laughs> case this, is, this turns out to be too large for our hosting site to take. Uh, I'm Max Still. This is Still Bryce. Still Bryce. Still and Bryce. we stopped uh, more, mid-word because of a reason that I, recall, that I failed to recall. Uh, I think one of us had to use the toilet.
1: Yep, yeah. I Although, yeah. yep, I did. Yeah, I did, and now I have more, more liquor. alcohol. Yeah, drink,
0: so yeah, wonderful. Uh, Anachronismo, normally a sober podcast, is getting <clears> silly <throat> on some. Liquor. Well,
1: you're you're in you're in Britain now, uh, so
0: can't, can't can't deal with the crushing weather without yeah. liquor. God, uh, well, isn't it uh, fucking horrible? I actually quite like rain but I also come from a place where we don't get as much we get it a lot yeah. we get plenty there's a, there's a novel I read by Tom Holt I believe that, uh, love Tom Holt real love Tom Holt uh, yeah you, you might have read um, oh, what was it oh well the novel and uh, one of the things that one of the like the villain characters the reason Britain became great was because Britons were always looking for places with nicer <laughs> weather
1: yeah uh, love Tom Holt nice Tom Holt Is Tom Holt big in America no, or is that just a real British? niche Ah, okay, yeah. Tom Holt is a lot of adding obscure. up now. All the, all the all the columns. I was going to say, especially yeah. the Margaret Thatcher okay. milk thing. That yeah, was... uh, thank you. I like Tom Holt. He um he wrote some relatively well received, totally straight historical novels as well as all of his comic also, ones. I should check those out. Um, set in ancient Greece.
0: But we're already at an hour, so <laughs> yeah, an hour. Uh, let's let's uh, wrap this cool. mini
1: episode up. <laughs> So, uh, one of the things I was talking about is how what we've discovered mm-hmm. in, um, in, through our performance research is that um, what works best, bearing in mind that there are certain archetypes which, through necessity, and, and, and because it works and it's funny, people cling to and stick to, and, and that's a positive thing to be encouraged and embraced. Um, we get that a lot in, in modern-day sitcoms, mm-hmm. um, but it also existed in, in these with the Joels, with this historical theater mm. Now we find this is a, a personal theory that um, these things work best when you're playing a, a trifect or a triptych of separately discernible, but also, um, but but also uh, connected characters. Firstly, you're playing a heightened version of yourself, mm-hmm. um, and always, and you should always be discernible as that heightened version of yourself because you are yourself. And bearing in mind, this exists in a in a period that well before naturalism on the stage mm-hmm. and well before any any concepts or notions of realism mm-hmm. the audience was never meant to think that they weren't just standing in a theatre watching some idiots shouting about um, in front of them you should embrace that and always be recognisably yourself you should also always be recognisably the narrative character you're playing and that's the character that you're playing within the story mm-hmm. so in the show you saw this morning John Swabber I was recognisably myself, Bryce Stratford, or at least a heightened version of myself. I was also recognisably John Swabber, who was the character who was required um on a technical level for the plot to move as it did. And I was also recognisably the braggart soldier. That's the character archetype that John Swaber falls into. The Ditto for Falstaff, Ditto for Ralph Royster, mm-hmm. and Ditto in the ancient Greek theater. I mean he, and in Commedia you, he could be El Capitano Um, so we find that you should always be recognised to be these three characters and a lot of the value a lot of the the sophisticated interplay is uh, these three entities in conversation in dialogue in conflict even with each other in a single person in their performance and that's why I can be John Swabber and John Swabber can comment on the fact he's also being the Braggart Soldier Mm -hmm. and Bryce Stratford can comment on the fact he's being John Swabber and all of those, and I can give a nod to the audience without it ever undermining what's happening on the stage mm. um, I mean that's all just what we've come across that's all we've put together from um, from our own research, but it couldn't have been something which the original performers were ignorant of, and even if it wasn't something which is intellectualized and codified quite so much as we have, it is something which would on instinct have been present in their performances, and so much of what we do is very much along those lines. It's very much trying to find what the practical realities, what worked, was, and and trying to understand that a bit deeper. Trying, trying to codify is the wrong word because that implies that there's a strict, rigid set of rules, and there's certainly none of those. But it is it, it's finding some kind of a vague roadmap to all the ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is the closer we get to that, the more we stick to this roadmap the the better it works and the more laughs that we get from things that we, we, so we did, we started our 10 a.m. slot this week. Previously, we've been doing a 10 p.m. slot. Mm. Now we never thought it would work at 10 a.m. You saw it. It's ridiculous. And it's been up until this week, it's been drunken and stupid and raucous and all the better for that. Bizarre thing is it still works. It's, it still works. Our 10 a.m. shows and our 10 p.m. shows work in the same ways you would have thought it would only make sense that they were totally divergent, that if things did work, it would be different things. But it doesn't. And that's because these plays, these texts, the gags and the characters, what's funny now was funny 400 years ago and will be funny in another 400 years. What's funny about them... When
0: cockroaches performed? Yeah, them Yeah, when foxes.
1: cockroaches formed them to hideous urban crack foxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Mighty Bruce reference. Uh, right there. Were you there? Yeah. Um... Just do a cursory goosal. Um A cursory gougal. <laughs> yeah, it'd be worth it. You'll yeah. appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Uh, the drolls, and the reason that I love them, and I do love them, it, sure, it is partly because they are so obscure, mm. and because they have been utterly and unfairly ignored by uh, an academic snobbery and academic elitism. Mm. And due to the fact that they simply haven't published, performers ha- are not aware of them. Um, and that's less to do with snobbery, more because they just haven't had any access mm. to them. So it is partly that. They are a, a quite literally a missing link in the evolution of um, of British performance and British comedy, and they are a living link from um, from Forty Towers, Monty Python, The Mighty Boosh, all the way back through to Chaucer. They are a living link which, which keeps that tradition alive. But more than that, they're a sign that it doesn't matter how obscure or forgotten or lost or old something is just do it and do it well and do it honestly and, and, and be funny mm-hmm. and it works and it works without you undermining it or without having to change things without having to dumb anything down or even explain anything just do it honestly and truly exactly as it is and it'll be funny if it was funny 500 years ago it's funny now and I, I believe that and if you can't people talk about oh Shakespeare's not funny which is a standard trope
0: Shakespeare's is very funny if you're not taking Shakespeare so seriously that you Yeah uh, can't laugh at a fart. The thing
1: joke. is the actors didn't yeah. take, Shakespeare didn't take Shakespeare seriously. Like if if you can't make it funny, you're doing it wrong. It's simple as that. The one thing we know is that they were comedies. The comedies were funny. If you're not getting a laugh, it's historically inaccurate. Yeah, it's not just End of. It's
0: not just historical drift. Yeah. Sorry, not just linguistic drift. It's the, the word totally. being is the same way. Yeah, yeah,
1: com- yeah, I mean, sure, there's a few specific verbal gags yeah. that are Sure, whatever, like,
0: yeah, sure. It's, it's, but it's not like fucking Les Estrada, the cottage comedy, where, yeah. you know, you will only get it if you get it that Polonius was a guy who was always to the theater. Yeah. Who would have stood up and taken a little bow and they said, we'll all be fucking Polonius. No, it's pretty universal. The farts and exactly. dick jokes. Exactly, the farts and dick jokes. And, uh, and just, you know, weird situations and comedies of errors are I funny. Yeah. yeah,
1: completely. And actually, that's one of. With the Joes, we found that these, these feel a lot as performers, like a sort of English commedia dell'arte, mm-hmm. or, um, or English clown. And of course, they touch on all those traditions. And the performers would have been, to some degree, familiar with those other non-English traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's naive to think that that wouldn't have fed into them somehow. Um, through performing these weird, fucking obscure pieces of theatre... It, we can we can connect with um we, we can connect with theater in a way we can't when we 're just sticking to the main canon that 's one of the motivations uh that, that's driven us to spend the last twelve months yeah. doing this now. and they,
0: they have been yeah it was wonderful to watch this morning I have two two follow mm-hmm. questions um and you know they'll'll they'll inform what i 'm about to say. Uh, first one is: Do you have any plans to publish these roles, make them accessible to a larger uh, audience or yeah. performance guild of actors?
1: Yeah, totally do. Um, and in fact, um, once we're done with Edinburgh this year, mm-hmm. once we're we're out so around September October, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be we're going to be publishing the um, the first set. As I say, about thirty of these exist uh, via survived stand. extant. Sure. Um, I'm going to be publishing, I think, ten in the first one. Um, cool. Put me
0: down for a copy. Yeah. 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 Um, and also a lot of postage. <laughs> Plug that in a second. And two, how did you hear about trolls? How did you first find them and find this deep uh, comedic nug and be like, oh, I want to spend a year of my life learning, quite frankly, it sounds like everything about them. <laughs> well, there's not much to known yeah, Everything
1: known about them. Yeah, everything known about them. I'm fairly comfortable saying that, at least from a practical and performative perspective, I know more about them than anybody else. I'm, I'm very comfortable saying that.
0: You know, they say, find a niche and become <laughs> the best person in it, and the world will be the path to
1: your door. <coughs> so at first, I read them in a passing reference in Andrew Gurr, um, like, years ago. Uh, and I was actually, I remember at the time thinking how strange it was that it was just referenced vaguely in the most cursory of ways that theater was legal, but some... Strange entertainments called drolls are performed oh, illegally, that's the, and then that, move on. That's
0: the best way to find any interesting historical thing is just to find a passing reference, and then you have to yeah have exactly to yeah. Find it. a
1: passing reference, which quentri there's no study of and no books on, and no one knows anything more than that.
0: You should check out this book, The Great Hedge of India, which is about a man trying to find this customs hedge uh, that was there in the eighteen hundreds in India, pretty much the same exact way. Brilliant. Sorry, sidebar. Back to the, the back the to the Great stratum. Hedge of India. Great Hedge of sure. India. Yeah, I uh, no, lost no. it in a pub. Yesterday.
1: <laughs> the great wow, well, but someone found it in a pub yesterday and they're in yeah, front the pub staff did I caught them. So that was too loud <laughs> for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great hedgerandic, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so found it in a so place. I was aware of them long ago and I did a bit of research and I found the the digitizations of text uh, the weights or sport one sport. Uh, two or three years ago uh, we the company we did a production of Ralph Royster Doister, yeah. which was for a time called the first English comedy but really is the first full length extant English comedy in what we consider to be plays in a renaissance sense um, we actually we did the first um, uncut unedited performance since the 16th century of it. Yeah. brilliant play really good very lovely success we, we sold out um, and we had some interest in taking it to Edinburgh. There were a couple of producers who were urging that. Mm. Now, it was a three-and-a-bit-hour show, so obviously not appropriate for Edinburgh, where nothing more than 60 Minutes gets seen by anybody. Um, I actively didn't want to just try and cut it down, because that would be dumb. We would be taking a different show. It wouldn't be that show. It wouldn't be what gave it the value. But, of course, what it was that made it so desirable was the approach. It was this raucous, rough theatre uh, I call it um, a phrase coined, I believe, by Peter Brook in the sure. empty space. Yes. Um, rough theatre—the idea of theatre being not uh, an intellectual pursuit that's experienced in a dark room, but but theatre being in the tradition of the juggler, or the fire eater, and the medieval marketplace—and mm-hmm. uh, that's very much the tradition of the Jowls and what I believe the tradition of historical theatre should be. Um, so I thought that it was the perfect opportunity to take that exact same approach—that rough. Theatrical comic approach and it can use them to explore these drolls, these mm. dumb fragments of theatrical history that nobody has ever touched. We we are, for what it's worth, the only theatre company who have performed them since the seventeenth century.
0: I'm glad you did. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well I'm done. This. Yeah, well, you know, all historical this. comedy is what we're all about here on Anachronismo. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's very much appreciated. Um, yeah, I'm so glad we got a chance to have this cool. uh, this Me talk. Too. Thank Me you too. so much for taking this time. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we finish up?
1: I mean, um so if any listeners are in London ever, on the first Saturday of every month we have a research and development droll night in which we do we perform a new droll script. Well, I mean a new old droll script. or we explore an old droll script we've already had in the repertoire in a different way. And that's at the Rosemary Branch Theatre in Islington. Mm. Um The Unseen Hour is a wicked cool horror comedy podcast, which I would term as The Goon Show meets The Twilight Zone.
0: Or as uh, Welcome to Night Vale meets Monty Python. Yeah, that's it. For for, American American listeners. For for American (laughs) listeners, that's much more... Yeah,
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I play Rufus Strideforth in that, and James Carney, who does like... I was very surprised to realize that this is your real voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's my real voice. Yes. Yes, it's me. Hello. Here I am. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, uh, James Carney, who's in the company, has been for freaking years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He writes uh, and directs and performs in it as well. Um, I'm so glad I got in
0: contact with him on Twitter. Yeah, me too. It's like pretty much at random. Literally, like I I saw him tweet, uh, can someone write a monologue for us? And I thought... I could write a
1: monologue yeah he's great and at the like within within two yeah. weeks of every new recording he's always he's always desperately searching right. for, for new people to do stuff so he's a great person to get in touch with if, hey so there's a plug if anyone wants to write a monologue if anyone get to to get to London and perform a monologue um, or, or play a piece of music then get in touch with James Carney uh, go on Twitter, at the Unseen Hour, no, or at Unseen Hour, I think it is. At Unseen Hour, uh, yeah. Um, I'm also doing a, an Edinburgh, we're here, a withdrawal, mm-hmm. um, throughout the rest of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. at the space venues, Google it. Um, I'm, I'm also, sorry, we
0: don't, we don't use that word here. Sorry, Google. Thank you.
1: Google it. Um, <laughs> pick that up. Um, I'm also doing a, a one-man show about, called Storyteller, mm-hmm. which is on mm-hmm. every day at 1pm during the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, which is about specifically which is basically this I talk a lot about this but instead of talking about seemingly everything I talk about uh, folk tales I talk, about one, folk talk okay. about one thing I talk about one thing and I tell a couple of folk tales I talk specifically about um, Scottish the Scottish folk mythology mm-hmm. and certain aspects of it which are unique to it and which have not been celebrated or acknowledged to the degree which they should have been
0: great think. Yeah. Well, that sounds rad. we're probably going to check that out uh, this week
1: be cool uh, to have you because yeah. we uh, are not getting big numbers
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well thank you so much um, and yeah uh, as far as Anachronismo goes you know follow us on twitter at at anacpodcast you can email us at itsanachronismo at gmail.com we've got a facebook group and you know if you feel like it you know give us a review on itunes uh, or tell your friends tell your enemies whatever uh, so yeah thank you so much uh, Bryce it's been a real pleasure and will you join me in uh, telling listeners to join us next time on
1: Anachronismo! So, that was... (laughs) was (laughs) 21 minutes to me, that was the... I uh, actually... So,
0: I misread my uh, my display. I have 24 hours. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: I can speak slower. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: yeah, this is not as accurate. I thought this was uh, <laughs> minutes, seconds, microseconds. Right. No need for no. microseconds. <laughs> no, no, no microseconds. I don't need to be better precise. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that means... Okay, that's... Let's- this won't be a pressure. 24 hour long episode of well let's not let's know. not let's look, not make any decisions I, now look, we're this. not Dan Carlin's hardcore <laughs> I don't have my other two co-hosts to take a lot of the goof pressure <laughs> off uh, hi Jackie I hi, no, I miss you <laughs> uh, yeah I
1: should have shipped um, him over